and welcome into the very first episode of Smooth Operators Broadcast Live on WEGL 91.1 FM's YouTube channel. My name's Noah Phillips, and I'm coming to you live from Panama City Beach. The man to my left, that's it, I meant to point, forget this is inverted, is Greg's Blankenbird. He's coming to you live from Charlotte, North Carolina. And the man on my right is Ben McClurkin coming to you live from uh, he actually broke into Italy. These are sketches of the next Ferrari, folks. You better take your pictures while they're here. Guys, how are you doing? Break, break down or anything. Typically, my technical analysis is pretty good, but this is the most in-depth thing I've ever seen. In-depth? In-depth? In-depth, yes. You know what in-depth means? Do you, do you business majors know what in-depth oh, means? Oh, okay. No, All we right. do not. If it, it doesn't have but, anything to do with coloring, we don't know what it is. But, yes, but we are glad to be back. Smop for the summer. This is what our goal has been all semester long. We wanted to keep it going for when there were the majority of races were for this summer. So we're happy to be here. Grace Blakeberg, Noah Phillips, and Ben McClurkin back again. I say we just get right into it, boys. Let's get right into it. Sounds good. All right, let's get right into it. So last fr uh, last Sunday, so week from today, was the Miami Grand Prix. That, of course, went to Mr. Max Verstappen, starting in ninth position, getting all the way up into first, scoring 26 points for Red Bull with a time of 1 hour, 27 minutes, 38 seconds, and some extra digits, followed by Sergio Perez, 5 seconds behind him, 127.43, and then 26 seconds behind Max Verstappen, was the third place Fernando Alonso with 26 seconds behind him, finishing third for the Aston Martin. George Russell was in fourth, Carlos Sainz fifth, Lewis Hamilton sixth, Charles Leclerc in seventh, Pierre Gasly eighth, Esteban Alcon in ninth, and finally rounding out the top ten, it was the American team, Haas F1 team, Kevin Magnussen scoring one point in Miami, and that was how it went in Miami with Max Verstappen also getting the fastest lap of 129.708. It was um, a lot more exciting than last year's race. We'll just say oh, that. No question. No doubt about it. Um, it definitely uh, a, a big factor was the high degradation from the track being resurfaced. It was uh, absolutely a tough race out there for tire management and those cars that were harder on their tires, namely Ferrari, really struggled. Quit, quit with all that, all right? We put in a good fight with a Haas at the very beginning and eventually fought our way up to uh, whatever place we finished. If it's not first, I don't care. So you've not cared all season then? Yeah, exactly. I have not. I, I don't know why I'm doing no, this Formula One podcast for you guys. I, I don't know why I'm doing this with you guys. I, I don't care anymore. We, can't, we aren't winning. I don't doesn't care. even like the sport. He's actually just here for NASCAR talk now. <laughs> all he all he's going to do is say a NASCAR, and then we're just going to have to deal with that. <clears throat> nah, but so, Ferrari, please start getting first places so we can have our host back. But I enjoyed this race. Like, I started off with this race. I was stuck in traffic coming home from Auburn on Sunday. So, yeah, I do not advise – we do not advise on SMOP listening to F1 live action while driving. That is not something that we would, could recommend, but I remember listening to it a little bit. It was kind of weird no. listening to it. We advise you to drive hands-free. No. Um, but, yeah, it was a good race. I mean, it was a lot more interesting than last year. I think the track changes they did were really helpful, especially with regrading the pavement. I think that led for a lot of stuff. I mean, we only – I mean, Max Verstappen only did a one-stop. Like, he stopped at the very end, Checo passed, and he, he passed right back behind him. So that was really interesting to see Red Bull kind of go with that strategy of Max. Since, yes, he did start on the hard tire in ninth, but it he was just – 
flying through the field. So that was really cool to see just the the way the the Red Bulls was able to catch up that quickly and hold those tires on. And what was impressive to me was not only the tire management, but the pace it had while it was managing the tires. Like it, while Max was on a tire management, or at least they told him to manage his tires, um, he caught and overtook George Russell with relatively little difficulty. It was just very impressive to see that that car hold its pace and hold its tires and improve as the race went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just the way he just was just able to do it. And then Checo, I mean, if you saw heard the radio message where Checo's like, is he struggling right when after Max passed him, like with like two or three laps to go? I thought that was kind of funny. They said, is he struggling? And then he sets the fastest lap. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Just quite quite a funny moment. And it's not even like Max Steffen really got ahead because of politics. He just took that car to the absolute limit, as far as I could tell. And he, had him, he, was on, he was on a much better strategy than Perez. Perez is, well, I guess much better strategy in the long run. Perez was trying to get ahead and stay ahead since he was up at the front of the field. And they allowed them to race, so that was good. Like, I really enjoyed that. Like, when it was just those two, they were not like, Sergio, give the position back to Max, because they know, Red Bull knows how close this gap is. They know how close it is. Let me try to see the pull up on my iPad, the standings right now. So Max is now ahead of Checo by 14 points at 119. Checo is in second with 105. Fernando's in third with 75. Lewis is in fourth with 56. Carlos, 44 for Ferrari. George, 40 with Mercedes. And then Charles Leclerc was the bottom of the big three with 34 wow. points. Oof. Lance Stroll's knocking on that door, too. He's seven points. So, yeah, the, the fact that they're laying, they know how close it is. They can't show favoritism right now. Yes, Max is the number one. Yes, we've blown this out of proportion on the show some, but just the way that just they they're just not showing favoritism to Max that was head in the past couple of years. If that's if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I I totally follow you. Um, what's interesting too about it is that, I, I mean, if they wanted, they wanted to make a very clear championship winner early in the season then we would have seen team wars because i mean frankly we know max is going to win it but red bull knows that it would be unsporting of them to hold back perez in favor of verstappen plus yeah, red bull plus red bull knows now. they're going to have the uh, constructors pretty much locked up by week 10 it feels like so they're they're not that worried about uh the drivers fight they they already know they have the constructors locked up I mean, yeah, let's the constructor standings right now are have Red Bull in first by two hundred and twenty four points. That's what how many Red Bull has. And second still is Aston Martin, hundred and two. So Red Bull is a hundred and twenty two points ahead of the now green Red Bull. So and then Mercedes in third, Ferrari in fourth, and then about hold on, let me math real quick. About a sixty four point difference between Ferrari and McLaren right now. And that's going to be a heck of a fight between uh, the boys in green Mercedes and the boys in red Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari can string up some better race results. I heavily suspect them to jump into third place. You know, Maybe Mercedes even by next black, week. Right? What? Yeah, the Mercedes is black. It's bl- like, yeah. Well, no. Well, the, the well, their well, their team color is green. All right. I got that teal thing going on, you know. Pretty sure I mean? the Mercedes logo is silver. That's that's son, the turquoise from Patrona. That is green. Oil that is green. I know you can't see it, 
because <laughs> the beach has swallowed my phone, but that is green. Tell me I'm lying. Yeah. I mean, but I again, what Ben was saying at the start, it was definitely better than last year. I could definitely see the changes. They had real water in the marina, so. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They weren't real boats either. <laughs> this time there was there. actual water, though. No, it wasn't. It yes, just there was. Looked, no, it looked like that because they flattened the bottom of the boats. They put liquid water in there, I thought. Nope. Stop hating, Ben. You know that was it's real water. It's not real water. Look it up. Get out of here, Ben. Get Look it up. Here. It's not real. And then they what, what are you telling me now? They're going to have fake uh, casinos there in Las Vegas? You telling me no. that, Ben, too? No, but you those are their seats. You can't have boats that are sold as tickets. For You're me. telling me those were fake football jerseys in the cool down room bin? Oh, for, come on. I mean, were they were they real football jerseys? I don't know. I do not Definitely know. not seaworthy boats. That's all I'll say. You're just a hater. You can't dig a hater. Yeah, hater. I'm a hater aid. You dig a pool deep water. enough for a yacht inside of a parking lot. That doesn't work. You can't have real water there because it's a parking lot. Hater. Hater, hater, hater. It's just All not right. real water. I'm not a hater. I'm just stating facts, man. It's it's totally fake water. Is this the most divisive really, thing? Is this the most divisive we've been on this podcast? I, I really think so because y'all are too... I... What? I what? swear. I can. I swear, I thought he had his thing. Like I thought it was like real water. Did was it real water? I don't know. Let us know in the let us know in the chat if you think it was. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get the chat going on this. Yeah, Is it no, real I, water or not? No, I, can, I, I, I do not have the screen space available to look at the chat. So, uh, yeah. What? All right. I think we should just move on. I think we've gotten this one <laughs> messed up. But our next topic we had for discussion. We don't have any commercials right now. That's kind of nice. Yeah, we can just roll right into the content. So the next topic was Daniel Ricardo in Alphatari. Now, if you do not remember, Daniel Ricardo does not have a seat this year, but he is Red Bull's uh, what we call that reserve driver, I think. Yes. Yes, reserve driver. And there have been some links recently because the two drivers who currently do not still have any points are uh, Logan Sargent and Nick DeVries. Both do not have any points, and that's led some people at Alphatari to question some things. Even the idea of it circulating in the media that Dana Ricardo could just walk over to the sister team, Avatar, if Nick DeFries does not pick this up. But nonetheless, that has been denied by Helmet Marco, they, according to Nate Saunders of ESPN. He, um, he is given uh, – um, there were multiple reports coming out that Ricardo visited Avatar's headquarters in uh, Italy this week for a seat fitting adding that Red Bull Motorsport advisor Helm Marco has giving to freeze until the Spanish Grand Prix to improve uh, to his performances, but that was chosen not to be true, sources have told ESPN. But, I mean, we can use this to talk about Nick DeFreeze, too. I mean, but for yeah. him being in the – like, he scored points in his only race last year. His F1 debut, he scored <laughs> two points in a Williams, which yeah. Nicholas Latifi did not do up until that point either, so – yeah. It's just been kind of a disappointment. I mean, you see what Nuki, Yuki Sonoda's actually done semi-decent with the car this year. He's put in some good results. He's been top 10, 11, like every single race it feels like. Yeah, that's because Yuki's making the best out of a bad car, and Nick is at a significant disadvantage being in such a bad car in his first season. And honestly, I was thinking about this. I did, I did predict this about mm, three weeks ago, I think it was. Oh, of course I, you did. Of course you did. Yeah. I said, hey, 
I talked on the podcast. It was our uh, it was our second to last episode that we did um, before going to YouTube. Um, but I remember saying like, if if DeVries doesn't perform, then you're looking at Ricardo taking that seat. You know, he's made he's made a ton of mistakes, and I think more than anybody, Helmut Marco is going to be the impatient one. I think Franz Toss really doesn't want to get rid of him. I think he wants to give him a chance. But, you know, there's there's a lot that could happen potentially with that. And I would love to see Ricardo, but it's probably going to be like Liam Lawson, the guy who's the um, Alpha Tauri junior driver, Red Bull junior driver in Super Formula right now. He's looking good. He won his debut in Super Formula. But my thing is, just like, would even throw that aside, but Liam Lawson, like, would Ricardo's ego let him go to Alvatari? That's the thing last year was like talking to him, like Ricardo to Williams, Ricardo to Haas when they had an empty seat. Like, will his ego kind of let him do that? Because yeah. he is one of the faces of Formula One, whether you like it or not. Just the personality he has is so important to the brand. I mean, you're definitely going to see a lack of that this year on Drive to Survive when he's not going to be on there that much. Oh no, my Drive to Survive time is suffering. I didn't even complete the last the last season, but um, Ben not a real fan confirmed. Hmm, yeah, Ben, I'm, ben I'm is not Formula One, not not ben, Netflix. Ben does not know Wheel confirmed. I'm a fan of Formula One, not Netflix. Um, but that's not that's not an opinion about Netflix as a whole. Just that documentary itself, I just do not find it be very accurate. It's lots of fun, but it's not you know an authentic source. But yeah, I mean, if Daniel wanted to do that, he'd be taking a major step back again. You know, even even worse. The McLaren, that Alpha Tauri car is and has been for the entire course of the season. You know, McLaren's a solid sixth place right now and trying fifth. to catch or fifth place, yes. Going they're to tie be, without being. What? They're tied without being. Sorry. Continue. They're I'm tied without being. Okay, yeah. But they're on McLaren's on a downturn as toe as Alpine. Um it's honestly a race on who can screw up less more than who can do the right things more. But that Alpha Tauri is worse than both of those teams, you know, and so going to Alpha Tauri for a short term wouldn't look really good for his career at all. If he gets beaten by Yuki, you know, it's over. Like you don't get another chance after that. Yeah, especially with Yuki just being in such a year because Nick has a multiple year contract. This is Yuki's yeah. last year. He's got to prove something. No, yeah, what do you but... think about? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say if Ricardo had Yuki as a teammate, then getting beaten by Yuki who's been performing better than DeVries would absolutely destroy his reputation. This is something I'm going to throw in about Nick DeVries before I get into Daniel Ricardo. DeVries is 27 years old. He is somebody that is not going to get any younger. I know he's a rookie, but if you've been on the earth 27 years and you're in a top F1 or a top motorsport, people expect you to be ridiculously good. And Nick DeVries is not shown that off minus the one race in Monza where he kind of shocked the world and bringing in yeah. a guy like Daniel Ricardo, even if he doesn't really compete on the level that people think he does. And he'll, he'll take a shot in the arm uh, to his um, credibility, obviously going from these high echelon teams like McLaren and Red Bull to back to AlphaTauri. But at the end of the day, he can talk and that's going to be the thing that doesn't hurt his career and his character as much 
is the fact that he can talk and he he can be a marketable face uh, inside not only the world of F1, but I believe multimedia as a whole. And if he goes to AlphaTauri, the only thing that's going to give him is more chances to talk and smile on TV, which is what he desperately needs to stay even more relevant. However you say that, folks. Y'all know I... Relevant. Know what I meant to uh, say. relevant, 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 however it's pronounced, uh, even more relevant than he already is. I mean, true. That'd be a real tester. I mean, like, again, like just the ego, like he's, you've won in Monaco with Red Bull and then going to their sister team. That's one, like what, one race in the past 10 years, but that was Pierre. Yeah. One driver. Yeah, yeah. One driver. So it's not a race winning car, which is like. I think that's been his whole model this whole time. Like he wants to be somewhere he can win. I mean, yeah, he won him a he won him a McLaren. McLaren. Yeah, that was the whole reason he did, and he thought that it would pay off for him in the long term because at the time it seemed like McLaren was in an upswing. But mm-hmm. you know, the past, the past two cars that he drove for McLaren were not good, and the third car is just as bad. So, I think he would have continued to struggle. You know, mm-hmm. I agree with that. All right, let's just go ahead and move on into our next topic. It is the race weekend in Imola. The Formula One Qatar Airways Grand Premio del Made in Italy de Emilia Romagna 2023. That's it. Grand Prix? The whole name. That is No, they don't have Grand Prix on this. I guess Grand Prix though, well, but it's weird. It's a race. It's not a Grand Prix. We're going to call this we're going to call this Imola for simplicity's sake. Yes, of course. Imola. So the Imola track is a 4.909 kilometer track per lap, 63 laps, with a race distance of 300.049 kilometers. Lap record is held by Mr. Sir Lewis Hamilton, 115.484. There are 15 turns and only one DRS zone that is right coming down the main straight. Oh, sorry, there's 19 turns. Sorry, there's a long DRS zone coming from turn 19 all the way to turn one, cross the finish line. So only one, um, only one DRS zone here. And yeah, let's get some thoughts on the race for this weekend the, um, for the circuit talk. Yeah, so, I mean, Imola has always been an exciting track. There's a lot of good opportunities for overtaking. Um, flashback to uh, Max and Lewis last year battling it out. Um or not last year, two years ago. And then Max and Charles also had a good battle last year. That was kind of when we started seeing Red Bull go up in its dominance. Um, highlights. That DRS zone is going to be interesting because you, you have to get a really good exit, like always, to get a boost from the DRS that you need. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I love this race. I think a lot of people are going to be excited for this one. Uh, going back to one of Formula One's prime markets there in Italy, um, it's also, as you said, been a beautiful, beautiful racetrack that tons of people love to go to. I mean, it, it was a good like race a last year. Wasn't this the one where Charles spun out into the wall, went from third to sixth? Yes. Yes. Okay, I do remember that one. Yes. And this was kind of like the, the showing where like Red Bull showed they were really going to start pushing Ferrari more because then remember Max wins in Miami and then they get to. Imola, where Charles is running mainly in third most of that race, and then just last couple corners kind of slips and turns into that wall. Mm-hmm. That was insane. I remember that. Yeah, that was a crazy race last year. Um, 
Knowing this track, there's a p- top speed. I don't know. It seems to be. It's one of the. More, it's a good. It's a shorter track for sure compared to what we some of the ones we have now. You can see that from yeah. the one fifteen lap time. I was in the one fifteen. In yeah. the in the in the higher number of laps, like it's sixty three compared to like last week was fifty seven. So it's going to be an it'll interesting track. More, it'll definitely be more fast paced, and like there's going to be a lot of chances to overtake. I mean, you look at turn fourteen, fifteen. And uh, turn one and two, and that's where I believe Max and Lewis came together as Lewis was, or Max was exiting the pits. Um, that was a very, or, uh, you know what? It was Lewis exiting the pits. Um, but you know we we've had we've had a lot of good action here. Um, Michael Schumacher had some legendary drives there. Um, you know, turn seven's always fun to do in F one twenty two. If y'all remember that, that little hair or i guess it's a horseshoe it's a good track it's just a great track it's gonna have an electric atmosphere and i'm very interested to look at the um oh god what is it called uh tv ratings after this because i don't know if y'all knew this but um miami this past weekend was the third most watched uh grand prix in the United States, first is a 2005 pre-taped uh, Monaco. Then it was Miami last year. Then it's been pre-taped. Uh, yeah, pre-taped. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they would re- they recorded it and then distributed it out when it wasn't live, and then they do reruns of it. So it just it just runs up ratings for a very long time. This was also back in when ESPN would throw anything on at any given time. Um, yes, I missed that. Uh, about to say i'm very interested to see uh if the ratings grow any after so many people watch miami i think the number was 2.325 million um very interested to see if the number grows or stays the same from uh this point in the season last year on an american basis Hmm. i mean i'm also i'm not a guy who really thinks about tv ratings but what i'm here to see is straight up fight between Max and Perez because so far we really haven't had it. Last week Max beat Perez with an arm tied around his back and starting in ninth place. But you know, I'd love to see a bit of the advantage swinging more towards Perez. Then cut out. This Oh God. Oh God. Uh Ben All right, let's just all right, let's just go ahead and go towards our predictions for Sunday, I guess, if that's the, if Ben's cutting out some. All right, Noah, let's start with qualifying. Who do you think is going to take pole? I think yours and mine is going to be the exact same because for once in my life, I want to pick a winner, I'm going to go with Max Verstappen. You're picking against the the, the red Ferrari? Yeah, in, no, in I, usually, in, I usually do not. I usually do not, but sometimes you got to know when to pick a winner. Hmm. Oh, that's weird. Um, wow, Ben. Gosh, I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Uh, but it's all good. Um, I'm gonna go with Max too, even though I do think Charles is gonna be okay. Um, I think he's gonna have a good, decent result this weekend, but I think Max is gonna take it. Ben, what do you think? Ben. Oh, okay. for Ben, since uh, his internet I, has what? decided to cut out. 
I think Ben is going to say that Logan Sargent is going to take qualifying this weekend. I think that's what I think that's what Ben would say. Yeah. Um, no, a crazy prediction for this weekend. Crazy prediction. It's got to happen once. Give me Taylor Swift and Emma. That seems like wine country in Italy. I think Taylor. You're Swift. just going to keep. You're just going to keep predicting that till it happens, aren't you? I am because I want it to happen because yeah. I know internet will explode and F1's ratings will go up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I mean, hey, my prediction is for the season prediction. All 20 races finished Miami. So, yeah. All good to that. Um, crazy prediction for me. Um, I think double points for McLaren. Why not? Let's let's get crazy. Double points for McLaren. Okay. All right, All right Ben, uh, quick. My crazy prediction, a Ferrari finishes ninth place. Ooh. Ninth place or lower, just straight ninth? Ninth place or lower. You were okay. wrong about the Logan Sargent prediction. Now you're going to be wrong Yeah, about he did uh, pretty bad. <laughs> All right, uh, Ben, top three. Yeah, top weekend. three. We go Verstappen, Perez, and Alonzo, just like last week. Verstappen, Perez. Uh Ver ver per allo ver per allo is that what it is? Yeah, ver per allo. Nice. All right, Next. Noah. Okay. You folks are forgetting one thing. It's a home. What are we race. forgetting? Oh boy, it's a home race, folks. <laughs> give me uh Perez in third, Max Verstappen in second, and give me Charles Leclerc in first place on that podium step, boys. All right. Ready? Right. Ready? Here we go. All right, hit me. For SP3. Look there, P2 percent P1. I think I think I think Ferrari's gonna get one on the on that. I think that's the most likely to happen. Hmm. Because we might see some angry Italians on Saturday on Sunday if if a Ferrari does not perform to their liking, which to them probably would be a, at least a podium. Yeah, and there are no rational Ferrari. Y'all really do need a podium. I hope that Fernando lets you through for a pity podium because it's not going to hurt their fight with Mercedes at all. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, that is going to do it for this episode of Smob. We'll fix some stuff. We'll get it a little bit of a longer episode next week when we come back. It's another race recap. But we appreciate you guys dealing with us and the bugs this week. We hope to be back better than ever next week. We need to follow us. Information is on the bottom of your screen. We'll put this up on the podcast platforms later. But for Ben McClurk and Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Blankenberg. This has been Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM. Have a great Mother's Day, everyone. Say happy, happy Mother's Day if you haven't already. And War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs>